Good morning. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. So, finally we have some good news. Yesterday, Britain announced the approval of the first vaccine for COVID and they plan to start injecting people this coming week. Amazing. Incredible. Almost miraculous. American regulators are still analyzing the data and the FDA is set to make their decision starting on December 10th. That's when the FDA has its meeting and they will be analyzing and hopefully coming to the same conclusion. Now, what's interesting is the difference between the process used in England versus the process being used in the United States. Because the regulators in Britain are relying on the company's own analysis of their data of the testing that's been going on for the last several months. And what they do is they study Pfizer's reports about how it's worked. Of course, they do other uh, um, investigation as well, but they rely heavily on Pfizer's um, reports and analysis of their testing, and they use that to make their decisions. The American regulators do it differently. The American regulators have independent researchers that analyze the raw data of the trials and the tests, not relying on any of the analysis or conclusions that come from the company itself. So, the first thing is, I want to point out, this is a remarkable global effort. It could be unprecedented in human history. A process that normally would take years to develop a vaccine like this has been compressed into months. And all of us should have tremendous praise for thousands and thousands of people all over the world, researchers, lab technicians, volunteers who volunteer for these trials, all of the workers that support them. These individuals have been working nonstop under tremendous pressure with great energy and dedication and have been able to reach this point where we are on the verge of being able to have vaccines. It is, it is just remarkable and they deserve all the credit in the world. The main question, of course, is how do you balance hurrying in order to help save lives versus taking the time to test for the effectiveness and the safety of the vaccine. And the risk of getting it wrong is not just the harm that might come, God forbid, to those people who take it. That would be a disaster by itself. But the lack of trust in vaccines in general even after a rigorous, lengthy testing would be an even greater disaster if somehow something were to go wrong after there's an approval. And those who pressure 
for the quickest vaccine are really doing a great disservice for everyone if safety and effectiveness are compromised. Now, British regulators have a very good reputation around the world for high standards. And I have only praise for their work of what I know about it. And of course, I'm only a layperson, but what I know and understand of it, I only have praise. And I sincerely hope that their findings will be mirrored by the FDA next week and that they are borne out as time passes and there is more of a track record and more people who have taken it and the effects are seen. However, I believe that Jewish law has the following concern with the British process. And that's what I'd like to share with you this morning. There's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Torah says, it's in Parshish Mishpatim in the book of Shmos. The Torah says, V'shochad losikach. You shall not take a bribe. Ki ha-shochad yaver pikim. Because a bribe, taking a bribe, blinds the eyes of the wise. V'salef divrei tzadikim. And perverts the words of the righteous. Many commentators point out the Arach HaShulchan and others, although this would seem to be addressed to a judge, of course, a judge judging a case cannot take a bribe, that's obvious. Many point out that it applies not only to a judge, it applies to any decision maker in any area of life. Must be careful about any type of bribe that would blind their eyes or pervert their words. Now, I think that's pretty obvious to all of us. I think that is, we can intuit on our own that taking a bribe is wrong. It perverts justice. But listen, please, to how the Talmud understands this because the Talmud's understanding gives us an insight to the way in which this works that is extremely relevant to us today. The Talmud says as follows, the word shochad, so we translate the word shochad means a bribe. But what is the etymology of the word? So the Talmud understands it as a portmanteau. It's actually the putting together of two separate Hebrew words, shehu chad, which literally means that he is or she is one. In other words, if I receive a bribe, I become one with the one who gave me the bribe. It creates a connection between me and the giver that brings me closer to that person. It, it creates a connection between me and that person such that it becomes as if I am that person. And that means that I don't need to intend to pervert justice. Simply the fact that I've received a bribe makes it that unconsciously, not with awareness, unconsciously, I may be led 
to do something that is not exactly correct. Commentators point out, look at the words of the Pasuk. Taking a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise. A person that takes a bribe, would you call that person wise? I would not call that person wise. But, and then it says, and perverts the words of the righteous. How can you call a person who took a bribe righteous? Our many commentators point out it means a person who is righteous, who did not intend to do anything wrong, who says, maybe I took this bribe, but I'm not going to pervert anything. And they may not even realize that they are perverting their judgment. In other words, be having a financial motive creates an automatic, unavoidable lack of objectivity. It's not possible to guard against it. That's what the Talmud teaches. I'll give you a practical example of this. Let's say you have a religious Jewish person, an honest religious Jewish person, and that person owns a restaurant, let's say, or a food store or some other kosher store. That person has to have independent, kashrus supervision in order for people to rely on the fact that it's kosher. Why? If I would go to that person's house, that they would invite me to their house for Shabbos, yes, I know now they can't invite me to their house for Shabbos. But if, let's just say, you know, uh, I'll say Mr. Klein, wonderful person in our community. If Mr. Klein would invite me to his house for Shabbos, of course I would go to his house for Shabbos. I would love to go to his house for Shabbos. He's such a wonderful person. I wouldn't have any question about the kashrus of eating in his home because, of course, he's a trustworthy person. He's a tzaddik. He's a righteous person. But in his store, in kosher quality, it's supervised by the MK. And if it was not supervised, even though I happen to trust him, but it's not the right thing because when there's a financial motive, even a person who's righteous, even a person who is honest, needs to have independent verification. That's the halacha. That's what Jewish law says. Now, I have no reason to suspect Pfizer or any of the other major drug companies of doing anything to try to subvert the decision about their vaccines. However, relying on the company's data versus relying only on third parties who are doing their own analysis of the raw data, that's a risk. Simply as an innate truth, because there is a financial stake for the companies themselves. They don't have to want to do anything wrong. They don't have to intend to do anything wrong. It is automatic that within the company's own analysis, it is less trustworthy that it is objective. And I would say that Jewish law urges extreme caution relying on the analysis that comes from the companies. I hope it works. And British scientists are some of the most respected in the world. And this is not so clear-cut. I want to be clear. I, want to, I, want, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I'm not, God forbid, accusing or making uh, casting aspersions. And the British scientists are also analyzing some of the raw data. I have no reason not to trust it, but I believe that Jewish law 
prefers an approach being followed by the FDA, which relies only on objective outside third parties analyzing the data over the British process that utilizes some of the company's analysis. Meanwhile, the situation in Montreal and in other places is becoming dire again. And we all need to increase our precautions until there is a safe, effective vaccine that is widely available and taken. Only then can we start to lower our guard. Until then, we still need to be very, very careful. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person and be safe.